Bill's Vendetta Month, so he decided he wanted to do his two least favorite movies that he had such high hopes for. It's Did you even have high hopes for Rise of Skywalker? I don't think any sane person had high hopes for this, because it was J.J. Abrams and it was Disney, and the best you could... But he's so good at closing out stories. Yeah, exactly, and he managed to fuck this one up pretty good. I'm curious to see what you think, as someone who is not that invested in Star Wars, or at least invested in this era of Star Wars... I, I mean, obviously... Ah, I liked it all right. I liked the first two movies okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, you you had never seen this before, right? No, I was avoiding well, I it. But then you were like, hey, <laughs> here we go. Okay, oh. Did we do... Right. Did you make us do Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Did we actually do that I, as an episode? I, I hadn't watched that... Yeah, I hadn't seen that before. Oh, okay. I would, I, much like that, I had heard, ugh, God, it's weird and I to was think, like, nah. It's weird to think we've done two Star I got Wars burned movies. by the first two yeah. of the prequel trilogy already, and... so... I would argue, I'm one of those people who, like, a lot of, especially younger people, they consider Revenge of the Sith to actually be the best Star Wars movie. That is... They're f- fools. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. But even I will argue, Revenge of the Sith is better than this. Nope. Nope. You think Revenge nope. of the Sith is the worst? Oh, re- mm. I yep. mean, if you This has its problems, and it it's, <laughs> it shits all over the, the two movies before, uh... but at least this is not... Painful to watch if you're not like an uber Star Wars. And that's what I was about to say. I think there's a difference between if you're just like a quote unquote casual versus if you're like really like emotionally invested into Star Wars. Because this, I could turn my brain off and watch. That's the yeah. Revenge of Sith. I just annoyed with. There's no Anakin in this. <laughs> I was to just make you be like, oh fucking enough. I was about to say with I, this dude. Daisy Ridley and Ray are inherently better than what's his face and Anakin, but. Yeah. Oh man, this movie's such a fucking heartbreaker though. If you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, they just. They just. They just. Half the plot doesn't matter because it's all just like a fetch quest. That. JJ did a bad. JJ did a bad thing. So, what were your impressions of the film in general? Um. I tried to just watch it as a film, Mm -hmm. what have you. And he he did a bad. <laughs> <laughs> he did um, do bad, yeah. The this the story they don't do a good job. There's a bunch of stuff that they're like, hey, I guess this is a thing now that can happen. Yeah. Um, I guess this. I guess this is a power that they now have. Yeah. I guess we'll just use this. There's a lot of ass I guess we'll, in this I movie. Guess, yeah. I guess we'll redeem Kylo Ren, even though he doesn't deserve it from the first two movies. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I guess we'll give Chewie a medal because, hey, <laughs> that is such... we, he didn't do it in the first movie, so some little lady that was in that one movie will just hand it to him and say, this is for you, I found it on the floor. That is... Yay! I... Why not just have an actual award ceremony? Anyone who complains about nerd pandering in Star Wars is always going to sound like an asshole. Because it's all nerd pandering, it's all fucking whatever. But like that is Why do you have Chewie like do something really big at the end that saves everyone and then have an award ceremony where he gets a big medal? Yeah. But Instead like, of just having a character say, I this is for you. It feels like JJ Abrams responding to like a Patton Oswald bit about like, oh, Joe I, noticed that Chewbacca didn't get a, a medal and We're not gonna <sighs> do blow by blow because I I didn't take notes on this very long, very long movie because I had a very long, very long week. Oh yeah? What happened? Um, yeah. 
Uh, I'm the only person at my current job location because my coworker got a better job. So she oh, left Jesus. and I'm the only one there. So okay. things are busy. My son was in a mood this Aww. week. I just didn't have time to uh, write notes yeah. on it. So it's going to be all from my brain pan. What? There was something at the beginning of this movie that <laughs> the, uh, the opening crawl is bad. It feels like it feels like they're, you know, there it is pandering in this. Yeah. But it feels like they're pandering to both trying to pander to both the prequel fans and the 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 not prequel oh, fans so. because the opening crawl is it, it felt like a prequel crawl. It didn't feel like the well, the original trilogy. It may be the silliest opening crawl of all the Star Wars movies just cuz it starts with the dead speak. And yeah. God. And then Palpatine is back. What this is how we find is... out Palpatine is back. Rather than actually showing it in they... the film. They did a bad. <laughs> well, this is the funny thing, too, because the, the, the opening crawl starts with this talk about a mysterious broadcast that General Pal or, uh, the Emperor Palpatine has sent out to tell the galaxy that he's back. But then the movie starts with the heroes trying to, like, they're get intercepting a message from a spy within the First Order. And it's got it's it's got this incredible information. We got to get it back to uh, uh, to Princess Leia. And turns out the information is just what the opening crawl told us that General uh, Emperor Palpatine has already broadcasted to the, to the galaxy that he's back. And so it's like, why did they? Why was that opening cutscene like even there in the movie in the first place? Because like, why don't you just? It's just. I mean, uh, yeah. Go ahead. You you were talking. I just interrupted you. No, no, it's fine. Oh man! And just bringing Palpatine back. What a fart! What a fucking. It is fart. really. It's. There's no reason. It completely undoes everything that happened in the first trilogy. Which th I mean, this. It's like they, they. This movie is so much. Hey, we heard your complaints about the last movie, loudest that's... minority. Let, we fixed it for you, that's the but that's, you didn't. That's another, you yeah. did a bad. You did a bad. It really. F I didn't even. I didn't even hate this movie. It's they just didn't complete the trip. They didn't stick the landing. Yeah. That's the most annoying part for me is they didn't stick the landing. They 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 gone done bumble. Well, see, it. that's the thing I've heard from uh, most people who aren't invested in this movie. They just think it's a bad movie, but they're not like invested in it because, like, again, the 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 Star Wars fans are actually invested are just like this is a movie where it works so hard to try to appease everybody that it satisfied no one because it was yeah. so sweaty and just so fucking. But yeah, the whole bring Emperor Palpatine back. That is just so. <sighs> And even then, the only reason if you're and he's in a fucking like Glados, fucking obviously Glados. Someone obviously just played Portal and said, "Put him in that." <sighs> what? And then, and he's got a whole giant cult of people. Who's that? <laughs> you're trying to think about the logistics. Who are those people? I mean, Palpatine's plans in all these movies never makes any sense, but especially in this one where I guess he's been living on the outer fringes of the galaxy, but he must be, when they show the planet that he's living on, is why does, life, why life does Kylo Ren want to kill him? But he's got enough people, because he's literally got like thousands and thousands of these Star Destroyers. Each one needs to be like, has it needs to have a crew of like thousands of people. Plus he's got like this whole Coliseum filled with evil dudes. So like, is he just living on a planet with, like, just millions of evil people for the last 30 years who have never, like, left this planet? They've just been hanging out waiting for Emperor Palpatine to come back? And all the whole logistics of, what? 
Like, he was cloned. Did he come back? How do you clone Palpatine? Because he got blown up twice at the end of Return of the yeah. Jedi. Because he got thrown down a reactor shaft and he exploded. And then the whole de- Death Star exploded. <laughs> that That's why George Lucas put in the, the dubbed over line. Oh, good. I landed on some pillows. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Even if he landed on pillows, those pillows exploded then 30 <laughs> seconds later. So, like, <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, and it's Red Letter Media in the review of this. Actually, the Mike Staclasa from that. He actually had the, he misinterpreted what was going on in this film in a way that I think is actually more interesting, where he thought what would happen, he thought what happened was that all the versions of Palpatine we'd seen up until now were clones, and what we were seeing in this movie was the original Palpatine who had never left Exegol, and so Mm. it's not so much that he was resurrected, it's just that he never died in the first place, but the movie contradicts that, because even Palpatine's like, I have died before, but... So why did Ben want to kill him, or or well, you Kylo Ren want to kill him so bad? Who, wait, wait, who wants to kill who? At the beginning of the part, beast, Kylo Ren's like, "I'm gonna kill you so hard." In the opening crawl, they say he's gonna kill. He wants to kill anyone who challenges, who could be a potential challenge to his power. Mm. Blow up his house. Don't go in and you don't have to stand with the lightsaber. You know where he's at. Blow up his little thing. And also, <laughs> I guess Palpatine's just kept all of his, his, his. His Star Destroyer's under ice for the last 30 years, so he could just do a dramatic mm-hmm. reveal if anyone shows up asking about his Star Destroyers. But, like, mm-hmm. the only reason to bring back Palpatine, everything else aside, the one satisfying thing about bringing back Palpatine would be to show him getting his ass kicked by all of the Jedi that he's wronged throughout all these films we've seen. And they don't even do yeah. that! He dies in the exact same way, like, he dies in the same way that he's got his face melted in Revenge of the Sith, where he's like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I started laughing so hard, because he's zapping her lightsaber, and all of a sudden the lightsaber gets turned- Oh, she pulls out a second one, and she's like, Didn't expect two, huh, motherfucker? And, like, why and he's like, I'm gonna keep zapping you, oh no, it's melting me! And oh boy, there was a precedent <laughs> for this before! Ow! I don't know how to stop this! What is he doing? And all of this would have been prevented if he hadn't, like, (sighs) told the galaxy about his plan, like, 12 hours before he was gonna do it. If he had just surprised the galaxy, they wouldn't have had time to sneak in and try to blow up his Star Destroyers and attack him before he launched his assault against the galaxy. Hey! Just like, he would have probably survived the events of Return of the Jedi if he hadn't, like, secretly told the rebels that, like, he was gonna be there so they could blow... It's just... But like, yeah, but like I said, like the one, the cool thing you could have done is like have all the force ghosts of the Jedi show up and like to help Rey take down uh, Emperor Palpatine and you kill him in a way that will guarantee he could never come back. And that's the thing, now that they've brought him back, there's absolutely no reason why they can't bring him back whenever they do like another Star Wars trilogy, like, uh, like 10 years from now. It's just fucking, this whole, there was a, hey, why was that new girl they introduced not Rose? Oh, the black girl? Or well, there's two yeah, girls. Yeah, they... they're like uh, they're like on the the star destroyer and it's blowing up, and she's like, "I'm here with you." I'm like, "That should have been Rose." There would be a precedent that this lady who's never met him before that just wanted to stay with him if it was Rose, but it's not Rose. I... They just bonded because yeah. they were like, "Hey, we were both stormtroopers. That's cool." I don't. Wanna... And then, then I was like, and then at the very very end, I'm like, "Oh, they want her to be in a, one of their direct." Disney Plus things because Lando's like, let's find out who you are. Uh, originally, that was supposed to be Lando's daughter too. Like that was supposed to mm. like that's part of like the novelization where instead of at the end, uh, instead of him being like, oh, let's find out where you came from, she, he's like, oh, 
The First Order, they kidnapped my daughter and made her a stormtrooper, and I'll never find out who she is. And then she's like, oh, my, they, they kidnapped me from my family, and I don't know who my family is. My dad was a Lando Calrissian, and then he's like, I'm a Lando Calrissian. They're like, mother, or he's like, father, daughter, oh, and they took yeah, She says, I could, I sure could use some smooth malt liquor, and he says, oh. And for some reason, they decided to cut that reveal and instead just kind of make it look like he's macking on her a little bit, which is almost worse, because he's just like, well, let's find out where you came from. Uh, well, yeah. and that's, uh, I don't want to make it sound like I have an axe to grind in terms of, like, making uh, uh, Poe and Finn gay. Because that was one of the big things that came out of The Force Awakens, is everyone was like, ooh, uh, 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 Poe and Finn have such chemistry, they should be a couple. And it's not like they had to be a couple, but over the course of the events of these films, like, they really don't, like, there's no romance in this trilogy at all. And no. rather than... What are you talking about? When they, when, Ray show... hit, when Ray and Ray, they kiss, I was like, yay, finally! <laughs> Oh well, and, but like okay, so like I don't want to make it sound like like that this tri this trilogy had to end with uh, 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 Poe and Finn getting together, but like that would have been if you had to have anyone hook up with anyone by the end of this, that would have been the easiest thing because they already had chemistry. That would have been the simplest solution, but instead in this film they have to introduce two uh, no homo partners for both po uh, Poe and Finn, oh, yeah. just to show like oh my god, oh don't worry, they're straight, they're not fucking each other, and they, it's not like they actually end up with those characters for sure, but it's definitely insinuated that's that's who they're going to hook up with eventually. When and and, and Finn's... That, <clears throat> go ahead. When that random lady that he was like, oh, I got your coin, when, he, <laughs> when she showed up in the battle and he's like, who's that? And she's like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most fan fiction-y bullshit. And, and then his best friend shows up to the battle to help him. And the way she's like, oh, you spice runner. And man, man, that whole end battle. Man. We'll get to that in a bit. But well, and then the, <laughs> even like Finn, the, like the black lady, they come up with uh, the, the no homo couple uh, uh, partner for Finn. It's just like a clone of Finn. I, I can't say mm -hmm. that because it's Star Wars that could actually could actually be saying. But like, she's just another black person who's just stolen uh, away from her family and turned into a stormtrooper by the First Order. And it's just like, that's the most original thing you can come up with is... And like, Finn already had, a, a, like, Rose. Like, it's just so... And like, and like that ties into the whole sidelining of Rose, which is that's obviously a reaction to The Last Jedi. Yeah. And that's, that's, and well, it would, that wouldn't have been so egregious because even before this movie came out, like, J.J. Abrams was very much like, oh, no, don't worry, Rose is a core component of this story. She's going to be all over this thing. I'm not going to just ditch her just because it was a character I didn't create for the first film. Like, no, he totally sidelined her. And just like, yeah. oh, man. And, like, mm -hmm. again, it's not like this movie had to go out of its way to, like, suck the, the Last Jedi's dick. But, like, just some consistency between these films would be appreciated. Holy hey, do shit. you think you could go from the first movie in this trilogy to this one and not watch the second one? Because they just undo everything that happened in the second one. I mean, this one. really is just... I mean, that's what people pointed out, too. That, like, this movie is mostly just a sequel to The Force Awakens. And anything in this movie that isn't just a direct continuation from The Force Awakens is just stuff to refute things that happened to The Last Jedi. It's, so it just mm -hmm. creates this like it's 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 a movie trilogy that it's at, that that that's at, at at war with itself, and I don't. Know, it's just I mean, the Last Jedi too has its problems too. I don't want to hold up the Last Jedi as some kind of like cinematic perfection in that 
this no. movie would not should not be allowed to like con- contradict anything that happened in that film. But <clears throat> but Jesus, just but as a story, it's this this whole three movie story is just so dogleg hey, and disjointed. It's just amazing. Why why did I pretend to kill Chewbacca only to be like, nope, he's okay. Here he is in the next God, scene. This movie does that a couple times because they do that with Chewbacca. Literally the next scene. It's literally the next scene they cut to two people, uh, the two Imperial they, guys being all like, oh, and the way they like. So much so <laughs> that I was, after they took him away, I was like, oh, wait, he's supposed to be dead. Yeah. Oh, what? Why are the circumstances like, of his capture are so weird? Because, like, it feels like something happened in the editing where, like, this is supposed to be a different kind of sequence, and, like, for some reason in the editing room it got changed. But, like, this, like Chewbacca's just standing around in the desert. And then the, the the Knights of Ren show up, and it's great because the Knights of Ren do don't do anything in this movie. They, other than oh just, my God. like they just stand on top of mountains and they, pose for like they're no, in a, a B boy video. The camera the camera pans around a corner. They're standing <laughs> there, and then they're gone. <laughs> and that keeps happening until they they get their shit kicked in by Kylo Ren. Yeah. But then they cut to like we don't see them capture Chewbacca. All we see is like Chewbacca's like walking, like he's like standing outside the spaceship. Guarding like o- Ochi of Bastoon's spaceship while all the heroes are inside, and the camera pans over and you show like two of the um, Knights of Ren, and they're like, "Oh ho, we're gonna do fuck him up." And then like they cut, like a scene later, they cut to like they've arrested him. Like he's already like in cuffs. It doesn't look like he's put up a fight. It looks like they've just arrested him for like trying to steal like cookies from a 7-Eleven or something like that. And they're putting him on <laughs> yeah. in, in, into their space police car. And, like, that's, you know, Finn sees, like, like he's... Oh, okay, God. so, it's just... I'm guessing they did that just so they had an excuse to go on the this, this, this Star Destroyer <laughs> and then cause shenanigans on there. But they could have just had the bad guy steal the dagger yeah. and then be like, hey, we need that. Well, I mean, technically, that's one of the terrible things, too, because this is the last... Well, it's not the last Star Wars movie, but for me, it's the last Star Wars movie that matters. Because it's the last, quote-unquote, Skywalker hey, saga film. Was that? I just had a thought... So, um, Palpatine <laughs> is on that stupid cis planet. We don't know how he got there. Yeah, Whatever. Exactly, I yeah. guess he crawled there. Kree crawled there from his, his, ghost his exploding flew pit. Space. But oh, God. the the dagger with the Sith coordinates on it have it. <laughs> it has the 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 map where you pull it out like the Goonies yeah. that lines up with the destruction. How where'd that dagger come from? Did he make that? Or was he like standing there like make it line up? I where where'd the dagger come from? I know it was I... supposedly his Sith apprentice. Was that who that guy was? Oh, the, yeah, the Ochi of Best. Was that the Sith? Was so he was the he was the apprentice <laughs> after Vader tried to murder Palpatine. Palpatine's like, I got a new one. I makes this i mean yeah i think he's like they explain it more in the comics after this movie came out they where they tried to flush oh out. thank goodness i know exactly the the, 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 the the thing every movie lover wants to hear is like why does why like i don't understand this why did this happen oh you gotta go read the comics like fuck you get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here <laughs> but like i this is so there's so many things in this movie that fans are still debating because the movie is completely nonsensical and the mm. filmmakers have not come out to explain any of this shit, except for the tiny little bits and pieces that are are clarified in the comics and stuff. But like, yeah, the whole knife thing is just because I mean, some people get confused because it's suggested that it's an ancient knife, but no, it can't be an ancient knife because it was molded to to be in the shape of the Death Star wreckage. Yeah. But then it's like, well, also just the logistics of like, well, that Death Star wreckage is gonna shift and fall apart. 
So you can't rely on that knife always being able to. F why? And it's why is there like okay? So why why do you need to create a knife that tells someone where this thing that will lead you to Emperor Palpatine is? Why does it have to be like a Goonies thing? Why can't it, like just also? Uh, but also, if the coordinates t to show you were. I'm trying to remember. So, oh wait, okay. So it's the coordinates on the knife. They they don't tell you where cord. Uh, they don't tell you where Palpatine is. They just tell you what planet you have to be on, in order to use the knife like the Goonies thing. I guess. But that yeah. doesn't tell you. Like they just have to be standing like after they crash land the, the Millennium Falcon for no reason. Uh, which that's a whole other like Millennium Falcon. When does its landing gear get broken? And even if its landing gear get broken, it doesn't have to crash land into the dirt. It, could, it has a vertical liftoff. It can still land on its belly. Well, be but anyway. Well, no, but because if the Millennium Falcon it can fly, they can get that out exactly. one Exactly. Really There's easy. no dramatic thing of her having to use a skiff. And I guess yeah. nobody else on that planet has any sort of flying Why device. Exactly. Because it was it's, but In like, this, this completely space... <laughs> so I guess the heroes just happen to be standing Centric. of all the places on that planet you have to be sp uh, spanning on. You could be standing on. When they pull out the knife to see what's going on, they just happen to be at the exact same... At the exact perfect spot you have to be for that knife to work. And then mm. it's just like... And like, yeah, I mean... But I guess in the movie they suggest that, like, that is how... Ochi of Best 2 and the Bounty Hunter Sith guy was supposed to find his way back to Palpatine once he captured Rey as a baby? But then, like, if he was already hired by Palpatine, he would already know how to get to Exegol, so why does he need... And also, why doesn't Palpatine just be like, okay, here's my coordinates. Why does he have to say, hey, like, did... did so wait. Before Ochi was hired, did was he hired remotely? He, like, never had been to Exegol before? I... I don't know. It's yeah. Why did why why did he did he want Ray dead or not? No, was, that's because he didn't he send he's... people the the Empire to or the First Order to kill her. But it, no, well, don't do it for real, real. Especially if he's controlling Snoke. Snoke tried to kill Ray. Specifically oh, that's tried to kill thing. her in the first one. That I mentioning <laughs> Snoke in that one. Snoke's like, hey, you know how you've been talking to that guy with the beefy chest. Yeah, that was I was making that happen, but they can still do it now. Do what? Th they talk to each other across the plains a little bit, and they can teleport objects too. Which actually, to be fair, that was actually shown in the Last Jedi. So when she well, no, I'm not complaining so but, much about it actually happening, but, but it is confusing. It, it, but Snoke said, "Hey, that was me. What was making that happen? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He did. Right? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. But it's, it's so is the Emperor doing that? I guess so." And but why would he, he do know that? where they are? It's uh, yeah. I mean, well, and also like he's like I made Snoke, and like I remember watching that in the movie, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I guess he like funded Snoke, and then the movie pans <laughs> over, and then it shows that like no, he's literally got like a pickle jar full of Snoke clones, and I was like, oh, he actually made Snoke, and like <laughs> which is funny because after the Last Jedi, they came out with a comic book prequel, I guess. That explained how Snoke got his facial damage. <laughs> like, uh -huh. he goes to take... Like, Snoke takes Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren for, like, Sith training on Dagobah. And I think they go piss on, like, the remains of Yoda's house or something like that. And then, like... <laughs> 
Kylo Ren says something about like, oh yeah, I know that like Luke Skywalker, he's he he's he's the reason why your face is all fucked up. And like, yeah, and, and mm. Snoke is all like, yeah, I want revenge against Luke Skywalker for deforming my face. And this movie, they show that like, no, all the Snoke clones just come with that damage. So that kind of completely contradicts <laughs> that comic. Like, what's the point of even having this shit where like, oh, you can get the more story in the comic books if the comic books are just going to be contradicted by the next film? And also, why I, do you need multiple Snokes? Because <laughs> you think you would only need the one. So yeah. <laughs> had Luke actually killed multiple Snokes over the years and he kept them popping up? and Get another one out of the oven. Oh, God. I guess this is, means this is also the last time you're going to hear David Prowse as Darth Vader just for that one line. It was like, in your head. But, but like, what was the concern? Oh, but, like, but so, like, Snoke, it, uh, Snoke does... He's trying to get Kylo Ren to kill Rey in the Last Jedi, and that's the whole mm -hmm. thing where, like, at the last minute, Kylo Ren betrays Snoke and kills Snoke instead. But like, Snoke is legitimately trying to kill Rey, and in this movie, Palpatine specifically says "kill Rey" to Snoke uh, to, to Kylo Ren. But then, it, I mean, that, I mean, that's actually been consistent throughout all these films. Is what palpatine's plan is for anybody makes no fucking sense this this is the same yeah. thing in the prequels and this is the same thing in return of the jedi where like if you're really trying to think like because like <laughs> palpatine's plan in return of the jedi is like he's gonna he's gonna defeat luke skywalker by talking luke skywalker into killing him and by killing palpatine that's gonna make luke skywalker become the super most evil dude in the galaxy but then but then Palpatine's dead. How, how how does he win in that? And then even within that, the end of Return of the Jedi, he shifts back and forth as to whether or not like should Luke kill him or how. It's it's just. And this movie does the same thing where like, oh god, it's just confusing. It is just. And like yeah, so I guess in this one it's Ray. If Ray kills Palpatine, his ghost will go into her. And he'll possess her, and so he'll still be yeah. emperor, but he'll now have titties. And I guess that's best of both worlds for him, I guess. And yes, but at least I don't know. But then no. But then he changes his mind. Then he's like, no, I'm just gonna suck your guys' life energy, and I'm gonna stay why, the emperor. Why? I don't understand Jedi when they're always like, strike me down. And why don't they just be like, I can kill you. It doesn't have to be an well, anger. Especially movie. at the end of this film, because yeah, a raise with Palpatine. I don't like how <laughs> emotional they made Rey in this. Yeah, she's so emotional what? it's like you know it's almost like they were like i okay okay we get it you guys didn't like how much kylo <laughs> ren was emotional in the last movie yeah don't worry we didn't he's not this time but she is she's gonna be on the verge of tears in every fucking scene and be hey <sighs> sorry i'm jumping all over the place because if i don't say things when no no pop because this is, this is a why did their duo healing force powers not change a not make him back into his pre ball sack zappy <laughs> self and also why did it give him a pimp ass playboy uh it changes outfit <laughs> change his outfit into some fucking uh what's oh, his name the playboy guy hugh, hugh hefner. hefner why did it change why did it dress him like just, hugh hefner and they never explained that like and that's i mean that's what kind of was i was talking about how it was changed suddenly i guess that's how he changes because i guess it's after he realizes that he can like, because I guess, like, well, this movie randomly comes up with, like, okay, Ray suddenly got force healing about uh, powers that no one's ever known before about. And so I guess his plans change because then he's going to, like, in order to he, he does. 
But he's sucking their energy out to fix him. Does he know that she mm -hmm. has force healing powers? Because it's suggested in the film that it's the fact that she has force healing powers is what's making him grow uh, his hands back and like become younger and, may and yeah. grow new clothes, I guess. But then, like, how did he know that beforehand? Because no, I, I just, it's just, and also the stuff about the dyad and the two will become one. And there's just all this like crummy, just dumb talk where it's just like your eyes are rolling over. We're like, this is. None of this is emotional in any way that's moving to the audience. It's no. just crummy plot crust. Hey, you know... Where it's just so overly times, convoluted for its own good. Uh, a lot of times in, in movies where you're watching action scenes, you have some some level of anxiety. Like, oh man, they're doing a good job, but, but now though, they did a bad. No. And especially the whole end of this movie, which... Yeah. Have you seen Avengers Endgame? Uh, chunk. Oh, <laughs> chunk. Expensive pieces. Uh, yeah. this, this is one of the weirdest things about this movie is, I don't know if it was by accident or they did it intentionally or what the hell the story is there, but like the end of this movie apes beat by beat the end of Endgame. Cause there's this whole mm. thing in Avengers Endgame where, uh, the Avengers that go to fight Thanos, the big purple dude, and they all get their asses yeah. kicked. Except for Captain America. Captain America is the last guy standing, but he's super fucked up. He's also just a couple punches away from death himself. And but then Thanos is still there. But Thanos calls down his whole army, and so but Th Captain America's whole shtick is that he never backs down from a fight. And even in this yeah. situation where he's left alone, all the other all the Avengers are all fucked up and knocked out, and Thanos is there, and Thanos is his new army, and so it's obvious like Captain America is gonna die. Even if Thanos was by himself, he's going to get his ass smeared by Thanos. But now Thanos has his whole, like, literally army of millions of monsters. Like, Captain America's going to surely die. But, like, as he's about to go fight Thanos for the last, this last time and obviously get himself killed, there's a little thing on his, like, in his, like, headphones. Somebody's like, Captain, are you there? And it turns out to be all the other Avengers from who got yeah. snapped from the previous movie. And they come back and... There's the, the the fight is evened out and there's a big battle, and this movie does the same thing where it looks like the heroes are all gonna die in the end, and then suddenly you hear a little radio static and Poe's receiver and it's Lando saying, "There's more of us, Poe. There's more of us." And then Poe flies over behind a spaceship and they reveal like this giant fleet of spaceships, and it's like the music rises and it's and I remember in the movie theater. Going, A, this is, this. why is this aping Avengers Endgame? And B, I felt nothing. Because yeah. this is supposed to be the climax well, of the last Star Wars it, movie. And it's just nothing. It's also, it's just a big mess of shapes. It's like, just. Like, have them, why didn't they have, like, a couple there? Yeah. Like, and they'll be like, oh man, this might, we might even the fight. And then, have them jump out of light speed. Yeah. Other just well, see, a shit ton of at them. At least in Avengers, when they do, at the least thing. then that's a build up to something. But no, they go around the corner and they're like, "Hey, look at that! There's a bunch of dots." You don't even know what half these ships are because it's just a bunch of dots. And you're like, "Okay, I guess it's a bunch of ships." But like, do they have like laser guns or? But well, at least in Avengers, when all the heroes show up to, to to as backup for Captain America, you actually see you see who they are, and you're like, "Oh, it's that guy," and it's the it's the lady with the Pegasus, and it's oh, it's that guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, oh man, and they give each character like a heroic entrance it's almost like a wrestling match where everyone gets their mm -hmm. heroic entrance as they come in and like oh yeah we're gonna fuck you up and this is just a bunch of anonymous spaceships and a big blob and and the only character who gets like any kind of like a little bit of an introduction is 
I guess Wedge from the original Star Wars movies. I guess. Is, oh yeah, there was is, is, I, there was some old guy. I was like, that's somebody. But it's so fleeting. Like even like even in the movie theater, I was like, was that Wedge? Because like there's no introduction. And if you're saying that, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I'm like, that's the one character that like a recognizable character in the whole fleet, and that's it. And otherwise, and it doesn't matter anyway. As soon as as soon as everyone shows up, uh, fucking <laughs> Palpatine shoots lightning into the air and knocks everyone out anyway. So it's not like they might as well just not even showed up anyway. Because then it's all ah, uh, just oh, so fucking weird. And and one then. The other thing that apes the the uh, the end of Avengers is there's what you were you were laughing about about how I guess uh, all you need to de finally defeat Emperor Palpatine for the last time is not one lightsaber but two lightsabers deflect mm -hmm. his lightning, and he's all like, "You can't defeat me, girl. I am all of the Sith." And she says, "And I am all the Jedi," which is totally Tony Stark. He ends the fight end game. He. Uh, Thanos is like, I am inevitable, and he goes to snap his fingers, and then Tony Snark is like, I am Iron Man, and he snaps just, his did fingers. Did you just call him, did you just call him Tony Snark? Tony Snark. Tony Snark. <laughs> I mean, Has he no is kind ever, of Tony Snark. I was about to say, is no one made jokingly referred to him as Tony Snark? But he snaps his fingers, and he says, I, I am Iron Man. And even, like, the fact that you have yeah. the hero, the villain, saying, I am this, or I am this. And then they do their thing, and that's how the fight ends. That's insane. I like, but like, it just shows like how, like, watching Endgame in the theaters, like watching the Super Bowl, people were so hyped for that. Watching that same thing in Star, in in in, in Rise of Skywalker, on opening night, in a like only like a two thirds full theater with a stone cold audience, no one was saying or cheering or doing anything during this mm. finale, which is so like, like I said, I, I remember being in the theater during the, the whole finale of this movie and being keenly aware of how I wasn't feeling anything. Like, like it's one of those things where I was conscious of myself. Like I, I like I wasn't like even enjoying the movie on its own terms. I could feel myself like I could see myself like watching the movie and like because i could even turn around to like see how everyone else in the theater was reacting because it was so cold and empty and silent that i was like is there no one else here i was like no the, the theater theater's like three quarters full it's not like because there's a matter of no one else showed up it's just like everyone's kind of just staring dull-eyed at the screen but no one's like emotionally engaged because the whole movie is just a bunch of sound and fury signifying nothing it's just like a, it's a collection of events but there's no emotional engagement in this film because it's so poorly constructed and man, yeah. So, hey, why'd they introduce that you can uh, uh, do the jump speed with the light thing? Oh, the, the, the lights uh, at the light beginning, speed skipping. But, but then they never use that again. Yeah, I don't. Were they just like, let's do a cool thing? I guess. I guess they wanted, to but it's not really that cool. Why? I, hey, I thought X wings were not. Tie fighters they weren't equipped with. They're not. Or tie fighters weren't equipped with. But they were following them, and they know when to stop too. Yeah, and and they're, they're, they're well, and the, the, until they don't. And it's actually confusing because they're also tracking the Millennium Falcon through light space or light speed through hyperspace, which has already been established in the previous film to be a brand new technology that is so like power consumptive and stuff that only one ship in the entire fleet can do it. But now, jump ahead like three years later. I guess all these tiny little uh, TIE Fighters not only have hyperspace ability, but they also can track the Millennium Falcon through hyperspace, which is, I guess, is why that's quote-unquote... That's also, like, why... It's, like, weird they came up with this term, because I guess all, all Poe is doing is just jumping the Falcon from space to space without, like, without plotting the trajectory first, which the first thing Han Solo says in the first Star Wars movie is, like, you want to project... A, you you want to take a couple moments to 
um, uh, do the math so you don't end up in the middle of a supernova or bouncing off of, like, you know, a gravity well or something yeah. like that. And so I guess that's supposed to be why it's so dangerous what Poe is doing is just, like, randomly jumping from, uh, like, space to space in the galaxy. But it's just, like... It's just something that's happening for no reason because all they end up doing is just going back. Like they could have just cut that whole thing out and just it could have just been them receiving the Fortnite transmission from Palpatine. Like this whole opening mm -hmm. where like the re like they have to go talk to a spy and he gives them the message and then they have to like es like do lightspeed skipping to escape the empire. They've already established in the opening cutscene that, like, Palpatine has already broadcast all this information to everyone, so, like, why not? I mean, no, it's less cinematic to have everyone just huddled around a radio listening to the Fortnite. You heard about the whole thing about how this message... Yeah, why, did, why didn't they just be like, hey, Palpatine's back, and somebody be like, I know, I play Fortnite. I know, exactly, yeah, well, we were all we were all playing last night. I I recorded it. Here, I've got a, I've got a backup of my Twitch stream if you want to hear what Palpatine said. And so, I don't know that's not really cinematic, but, like... And also just the hand-wavy excuse of just, like, they don't even try to justify why Palpatine's back. It's just, like, the one guy from Lost being like, Oh, Sith magic. Only the only secrets the only the Sith knew. And it's just so, like, get the fuck out of here, movie. Oh, Jesus hey, Christ. Was the old guy that the movie was like, He could be the spy! You don't know! <laughs> was he? Because he was like, Hey, Palpatine, I served you in the old days. Yeah. Was he in the old movies? Oh, he or was, was that all, just... He was all over. Something they... Th they threw no, in there so saying he was. I'm trying to okay. think if anyone. I think most of the guys who played the the, the Imperial commanders in the first trilogy must be dead because they were already pretty old. But no, that that's. Yeah. Do you know that actor? He's actually a really cool actor. I like him. Uh, Richard E. Grant. Um, he's actually the star of another project I've always meant to do for Tardy of the Party called With Nail and I. Mm. Where he and uh, <laughs> one of the guys who played Doctor Who that no one cares about. They're just kind of like frumpy dudes, like bumming around London. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, no, that's, and I guess you're supposed to think that maybe he's the spy because their movie randomly sometimes will like focus on him in a weird way. Where you're like, I yeah. guess he's supposed to be, and then it just turns out to be what's his face. And no one, and yeah. I do like the bit where he shoots the actual spy though. Like, I like, he figures out, just shoots the guy, and that's it. I did, I, I thought that was a nice little bloodthirsty moment, but. This movie, man, it's poopy. It's, it's dookie poopy. It's... <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying to think of any, like, uh, fucking, they had the not gays for foe and uh, pin. And, and also the mechanics of, was it Zori Bliss? Is, like, well, then you find out that, like, Poe's a spite. He used to be a spice runner, which that's kind of borderline racist, because, of course, the one Latino guy in the plot turned out to be a drug smuggler. But then, like, his girlfriend has this magic medallion, which I guess if you have it... All the Empire ships are like can let you go wherever you want. Like, how does yeah. that work? Do you just show like? Do you just go onto a camera and like, regardless it's, of who what you is that are, from? What's that? What is that? What is that from? So, some other like piece of paper let you pass. Casablanca. Okay. There's there the letters of transit, which like yeah, like no one can stop you as long as you have the letters of transit, which. But, like, how does that work with a coin on a spaceship? Do they just, like, hey, do, like, especially, like, they're on, like, a little pirate ship. Like, it's not like they've, it's not like they've captured, like, an Imperial ship. They're obviously on this dingy little space, well, no, no, they're not on the Millennium Falcon. They're, it's just, and it's just a plot coupon. And, like, so randomly, hey, uh, just, hmm. Did they think the horses on top of this <laughs> ship looked cool? They must have, like, they must have really been patting themselves on the back. Oh, it's funny too because the, like 
why don't the bad guys just tip the ship over a little bit then everyone will go flying off? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, also the, like, also the fact that, like, the whole crux of the end of the movie is... So Palpatine has built, like, 18 million Star Destroyers with, like, little tiny Death Star cannons that each can blow up a planet. And because he's... Oh my gosh, Bill. <laughs> yeah. If they shoot the cannons, the whole ship explodes. Why weren't they doing that the whole battle? What, if they just shoot shoot at the ships? They shoot the, the guns underneath and the ship, the whole ship go boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it takes one ship shooting uh, one Y-wing, shooting a gun under <laughs> one a couple times and it blows up and the whole ship blows up. Why weren't they doing that the whole time? So the whole crux of the end of the movie, yeah, there's 18 million Star Destroyers that for some reason they're stuck on planet Exegol and they can't go up without like a little antenna dish to tell them to go up. And so there's one radar dish, and like all the good guys, they're, they're going to blow that up, and then suddenly without that radar dish, none of the Star Destroyers are going to be able to know where to go up. But then, like, I guess there's a second radar dish on Richard E. Grant's ship, and then yeah. like they transfer the power, and like, but it just makes no sense. Like, yeah, and the, so I guess all the Star Destroyers are actually really fragile because they can't randomly, for whatever reason, can't use their space shields when they're in an atmosphere like this and so uh, it's just so it makes no sense it just none of it makes sense it's just makes my brain hurt even trying and like all movies especially science fiction movies especially ones kind of geared towards kids there's always going to be little bits and pieces of the plot that aren't going to make sense but you kind of rush over it just because it you have to do whatever to make the plot works and, like, all the Star Wars movies have those little elements where, like, well, if, like, if, like, okay, what, whatever's happening doesn't really make sense, but, like, but, like, this movie seems to be mostly constructed of those things, where it's just, like, Ray's parents sold her to protect her? Like, the this movie works so hard to undo the whole Last Jedi thing of, like, no, Ray's just a normal person who's just from nowhere. She doesn't have any, like, yeah. she's, but she just happens to be Force-sensitive because that's how the Force works sometimes, you know. You don't have to be part of the bloodline. And this movie has to bend over so hard, so backwards to undo that, that it, like, makes even less sense where it's, like, the whole backs, because they want to, like, do the thing of, like, oh, I guess they were junk traders on it, because, like, that's what Kylo Ren says to Rey in the, in the Last Jedi. He's like, your parents were nobodies, they were just junk traders on a desert planet who sold you for drinking money. And yeah. so, for some reason, this movie wants to... They, they're like, okay, that technically was true, but they were also... Like, I guess the dad was the son of Emperor Palpatine? And they... Uh, you're still there. I don't know if you just checked out, if you've decided to... No, yeah, I'm listening. Podcast. I'm just listening. Okay. <laughs> I decided to stop being angry and interrupting you every five words. No, but, like, well, so this movie, like, I guess... And even, like, exactly, because all you know is that, like... In the, like, in the movie itself, it doesn't even actually suggest, like, which of her parents was Palpatine's kid, but that Palpatine had a kid, and the, that that yeah. kid had another kid, that's that's Rey, and for so, and I guess Palpatine's kid, when, when and how Palpatine had a kid, that's a whole other question, because that must have meant he must have been fucking during the prequels, the cat, was, did he conceive a baby with someone after his face got melted off? What the fuck was going on there? Again, not impossible, but whatever. But so yeah. I guess his kid decided to like, r like run away from Palpatine and decide to have their own family. And I guess Palpatine decided that 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 kid and whatever family they started needed to die. And so they sent the Ochi of Bastoon Sith 
uh, bounty hunter guy to go kill you know, Ray. And so they're like, oh, I have this, man, this is so confusing because like, and and they already established in the Force Awakens. There's a little bit of flashback where Ray, you see baby Ray, sweet baby ba baby Ray's ribs. She's like, sweet sweet baby Ray. She's being taken away by Unkar Plot, the fat trading guy that who she's working for in the first movie as a baby, and it seems to suggest she's just been given to this guy. And like as she's been dragged away by Unkar Plot, you see her parents flying away in a spaceship, and she's like, Mom, Dad, don't go, don't leave mm -hmm. me. This movie retcons it so that spaceship belongs to the Sith guy, the Sith assassin who was there to kill her parents, which they reshow that flashback in this movie. Why is she? Yelling at this assassin, the spaceship of the assassin, assassin guy who just killed her parents, like, no, please don't go. Like, and also, like, so I guess he hunted, like, Ochi of Bastoon, the bounty hunter, found her parents on Jakku, and her mom was like, Ray's not on Jakku. And they just, and the, the assassin and guy. And he's like, well, I'll take your word I for it. I take your word for it. Like, you're trying to hide her, so I guess, like, why would you lie to me? And so instead of the bother to check the rest of Jakku after killing her parents, he just flies away. And I guess while he's flying away after killing her parents, some, for some reason, Ray was still there close enough to be like, No, don't go! I just... What? I am my poopy in this... Oh, and there's just so many... Uh, how you doing? And it, it's hard to complain about her being a Palpatine because it's just so... It's just so ludicrous and stupid. It's... I mean, and pointless. There's no need for it. It makes it. Uh, I'm not, he could have just said, "I sense that she had a great power, so I wanted her I mean, to take over for me." That's because I mean, he he had a like, yeah, uh, like, he could just been like, "Yeah, she's just a normal person, but she uh, she has a power to equal to mine. I need to put her down." Yeah, and just yeah. like the fact that she's a pal like Palpatine does nothing for the story. It's just fucking noise, and it's just man. And I'm trying to think, every time, like, this This breaks my brain, because every time I'm complaining about something that leads to three other things that makes no sense in this movie, too. Uh, like, also, like, oh, oh, like, fucking, what, what the sense of, so I guess, <laughs> I'm trying to think, so I guess Lando and Luke Skywalker had, for some reason, they were searching for that Ochi of Bestoon Sith Assassin bounty hunter guy after the yeah. events of Return of the Jedi. So they tracked him down to that desert planet. That, you know, mm -hmm. whole, the whole middle section of the movie takes place in. And I guess the, the super badass Sith bounty hunter got out of his spaceship, walked into the desert, <laughs> and accidentally walked into quicksand. That he, Then he fell through the bottom, and then I guess maybe he got killed by that big snake that, like, Ray heals in the movie? Maybe? And so... That's an old snake. Also, the quicksand, that's weird, because it's like quicksand, but then it dumps you into an empty cave beneath the quicksand? Is the quicksand hovering? Yeah, that's, it's sci-fi well, shit. Well, that's what I was about to say. That's the kind of thing where in a movie, like, you could be like, okay, whatever, that doesn't make any sense, but we're just going to, you know, gloss over that to get, make the plot work. But that's what I'm saying, where this whole movie is comprised of things like that, where, like, it's a leaning tower of pizza of, like, don't worry about it, doesn't make sense. But, like, at a certain point, it like, becomes distracting, because then you realize the whole movie is made of nothing but those little inconsistencies and weird things. And so then, I guess... Yeah, so I guess that guy falls through the, 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 the sand pit. He dies in that underground cave with the knife that he had mm -hmm. just used to kill Ray's parents. And so then I guess, like, Luke Skywalker gives up on this quest to find this bounty hunter guy. Again, they, they don't say why they were looking for this bounty hunter. 
But well, Lando? weren't they looking for the way to get to the Sith? Oh, that's so what it was. Could, so I guess so they could s- throw a sweet, sweet <laughs> Sith rave. I guess. So I guess at some point, okay, that's what it was. Luke somehow found out that that Palpatine was somehow, I guess, still alive when hiding out at Exegol, and he was looking for. Okay, yeah. But then I guess Lando, for some reason, decided. Well, we couldn't find Ochi of Bestoon, so I'm going to spend the rest of my life living in this desert planet, living inside a tractor. And that's what, like, mm-hmm. the Flash War 35 years, that's where the heroes find him. Like, living inside a tractor on that desert planet. Despite, like, he's supposed to be the rich guy who was in charge of Cloud City. He's decided to waste his life away in this desert environment. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <sighs> Poopy. It's a poop dude. Why did they have to kiss? Why couldn't they just hug and he died in her arms? It is kind of funny. It's been a while since I rewatched this movie. It's also weird. He doesn't have a single line of dialogue after he meets Han Solo. He doesn't say another word for the rest of the movie. So he even goes to the whole end where he shows up to help save Rey. And then, like, they kiss. And the moment they kiss, he just kills over dead. <laughs> like, it's almost comical yeah. where he's like... And, like, it is sweet where they're, like, touching each other's faces. And it's kind of like the one sweet, honest moment between them in the movie. And then he's just like... <sighs> and also there's the logistics of, like... So she gave life energy to bring him back from the dead. Well, I guess he wasn't yes. totally dead. He was dying, but he wasn't dead yet. He had a boo-boo. But I guess he, he dumped... Not, he, I guess he returned that energy plus all of his life energy to... Re- also, why does she die? Because all she did was deflect no. the, those lightning bolts at Palpatine. And then it, suddenly she needed the second lightsaber to, to super do it hard. And then she turned out... No, there are two of them. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> but then she just drops down dead because the plot needs her to do so you can do this whole thing where she's resurrected. And then, like, yeah, instead of getting... Because this movie's made by Disney and Disney doesn't want to piss off China, they couldn't show off any Force ghosts. So the, the only Force ghost you see in this... Well, no, that you do have Luke Skywalker Force ghost. But, like, yeah. the only like, Force ghost you see at the end of the movie is just the Force ghosts of... Like, the voices of all these dead Jedi show up and they're like, Ray, get up. No, that's not even before. That's before she even fights Palpatine for the last time. Um, but still... Yeah, the the, the fact that I was watching with the subtitles on was nice because oh, then yeah. it said that they were who they were actual, you know, Jedi <laughs> instead the theater, of just random voices. I was confused because I was like, is that supposed to be Hayden Christensen? And I was like, oh man, that actually does sound like it's, it's Samuel L. Jackson. I guess it actually was. Mm-hmm. But... And like I said, that was the only good thing that could have come out of bringing Palpatine back would have been having all those characters actually show up and help Rey defeat... Uh, but they don't even do that. They they, they just show, and like that all really leads on all kinds of questions of like, because the whole mo- this whole trilogy hinges on uh, Kylo Ren being led astray by Snoke, and I guess by association by Palpatine about like who Anakin Skywalker was and who, what he did. Why doesn't the ghost of Anakin Skywalker come up to Kylo Ren and just be like, "You idiot! Don't be an idiot! Don't be like me!" I, it's just, I mean, that's. I yeah. I like that. That the their their subtle way of saying, "Hey, don't worry about the last movie, all you people who didn't like it." No, look, we're fixing it. See, it's a metaphor of him putting his helmet back together, his stupid helmet. I... We fixed it. We fixed it. Don't but worry. The funny thing, he he barely like that. He fixes the helmet, then he tromps around a little bit with the the Knights of Ren on his spaceship, but then he never wears it again for the rest of the movie. I mm-hmm. almost feel like they only did that just so they could like put his. Like, put, like, that mask back in the marketing? Because, like, the, this is a weird thing where, like, the, the Disney with marketing Star Wars, they do not like to use 
face characters. They love to use, like, Yoda and Chewbacca and Darth Vader and Kylo Ren, like, characters who aren't, like, living people, so they don't have to pay royalties yeah. to the actors. And so I wonder if it's one of those things where, like, they, they just... And, like, also, like, if you want to do, like, have, like... A version of Kylo Ren from this movie walk around the Disney parks. Obviously, it's going to be easier if he's wearing a mask than if he's just a face character. But like, it's just and like, yeah, for some reason he puts his mask back together for no reason, and so he can just trot around with the Knights of Ren for no reason. And then, and also, <laughs> the Knights of Ren do nothing in this movie. Why this whole trilogy did not need the Knights of Ren? Because like, the Knights of Ren show up in this movie. They again, they just show up just long enough to pose for a music video on top of a, of a mountaintop, and then Kylo Ren just kills them all at the end. And they're well, not even good fighters. They, they just get totally. Oh. They they were introduced in this, right? No, they showed up uh, briefly in the first one. In, in the oh, Force I thought, Awakens. Oh, okay. Um, I thought the Knights of Red were like the the people that protected Snoke. No, well, and that's what Ryan Johnson said his first idea because there's a whole big throne room battle scene in the Last Jedi, and mm. he was like, okay, well, it would make sense for the Knights of Ren to be the protectors of Snoke. But then he was like, well, they're the, like, he was like, well, they seem like such cool characters. I don't want to waste them there. So I'll just leave them. I'll just come up with like, there will be like new Imperial guards. And that's who Ray and Kyle Ren can fight instead. And J.J. <laughs> Abrams comes back and just wastes his own characters. So they might as well, <laughs> like, Ryan Johnson might as well have just killed them off in the, in the Last Jedi. And now, these messages. <laughs> Artu, where are you? Artu? Artu? Artu, you're on fire! Artu, D2, you found a cigarette! Well, I don't think smoking is grown up at all. Because it's very dangerous. Smoking does dreadful things to your lungs and is very bad for your heart. I know I don't have one, but humans do, and I think we should set a good example. Well done, R2. Oh, hello. You know smoking is bad for your health, and it isn't grown up at all. So please, don't smoke. R2, do you really think I don't have a heart? Still the one, ABC. Okay, so I, I I'm gonna say I can't really complain about this because it's not fair. Okay. But it has to be brought up. Uh Leia was weird, right? What are you like, talking it, about? You could you could tell that she wasn't there. They did a bad job making it seem okay. like she was supposed to be there. Or or is that just because I know she's dead when they made this? This is a perfect example of why I'm, why I'm glad to see someone with fresh eyes looking at this film, because that was always weird. And, like, of course, okay. because I knew... But, but is, it only, is it only weird because we know she's dead and she wasn't there to film this? I mean, that was weird. I mean, the fact that she was... Because she, I think she died just a couple days before The Last Jedi came out. And I remember yeah. that scene where she almost dies in The Last Jedi. That was, like, extra impactful because, like, that that's one of those things where it knocks you out of the movie because you're like, did they, did they actually kill her off in this movie and she's dead in real life? Like, did they just get really lucky? Like, no, but she comes back and it's like, oh, man, what are they going to do about the next film then? And so, yeah, you go into this film going, like... Obviously, oh man, it's, and it's, especially as a Star Wars fan, 
I've seen all the deleted scenes and stuff that they've put out about these movies, and half the clips of her from this movie were part of deleted scenes they put on the Blu-ray for The Force of Awakens because there were all these deleted scenes. They didn't think that, like, oh my god, five years now, we're gonna have to recycle all this stuff after Carrie Fisher dies. And so mm. there's, like, specific things where, like, she's obviously, like, recycled scenes from where she's talking to Han that gets recycled here, so she's talking to Rey instead, which is also funny, too, because the way they have to get her eyelines to match up in some of the footage is from scenes where she was talking to Han. And so Daisy Ridley suddenly comes becomes, like, a foot taller than normal because <laughs> in order for, like, because they're using footage where, like, uh, uh, yeah, Carrie Fisher's staring way up higher than she would be than if she was just talking to Daisy Ridley. But yeah, that's, that's, it's, and there's like, I appreciate what they tried to do, but I don't think it ever convinced anyone, because it's just no. so, cl like, I, well. like, everyone else has to bend their conversations so it makes sense, so, so Princess Leia can say something that makes sense in context, even though it really doesn't. Well, even stuff like, it's, it's really apparent in scenes at, like, at the beginning of the film, where they're talking about, oh my god, Palpatine's back. And you'd think if anyone in the whole cast at that point would have a huge reaction to like, oh my god, Palpatine back is back, it would be Princess Leia because she's the last surviving uh, member of the from, from, from the Re Rebel Alliance from the first film. And mm. instead, the only thing she has to say in that entire scene is just, they just cut to her quickly saying something about, she's obviously talking about, it's, it's a cut scene of her talking about Snoke from the from the Force Awakens, but she's just says, all she has to say about Palpatine returning is like, he's always been lurking in the shadows. And she's like just looking at no one in particular, like she's looking at someone off camera, and it's just the most like, and then, I mean, they were kind of lucky in that they had Maz Kanata, the little shriveled prune lady from the Force Awakens, who she could mm -hmm. kind of step in and say the stuff that Leia should be saying. Because then she's, like, Matt, like after Princess Leia says, Oh, he's always been lurking in the shadows. That's when Maz Kanata says, like, Oh, yeah, we have to go fight him and do the stuff. But And then, like, <laughs> you also have I Maz... Mean, it's, it, it's not fair to badmouth it too much, I feel, because what could they do? They could have killed her. They could. Yeah, but... I mean, that, I understand, that have yeah. been in poor taste? I, I mean, story-wise, it would make, like... Well, and this is, you know what, this there's a funny kind of background thing about the making of these films where I think that they were also legally obligated to put her actually in the movie. I mm. don't think just killing her off in between films would have been an actual option because there's a whole thing about how when, oh my god, we're coming, I think it's almost been exactly 10 years. Do you, do you remember when Star Tours got renovated? Like about a decade ago? Like, yeah. it's, they shut down yeah. Star Tours. They, it was original version of Star Tours, and they shut it down, and they revised yeah. it with, like, new footage where it's, like, stuff from the prequels and stuff like that. Yeah. The, so the thing that happened there was, like, this whole Disney buyout of Lucasfilm happened as a result of that revision of, of, of Star Tours because what happened was George Lucas was invited down for, like, the opening of this new version of Star Tours at Disneyland, like, exactly, like, almost ten years ago. And at, I guess after that opening, grand op grand reopening of Star Tours, Bob Iger, the head of Disney, was like, So, what would you ever say about Disney buying Star Wars? And George Lucas was like, hmm, I'll think oh, about please, it. Oh, please, fuck, take it off my hands. <laughs> Good so, God. Supposedly, it was what happened. He pretty much went straight home afterwards. It was like, okay, guys, we're selling Star Wars. <laughs> and so, 
what he what he did in order to sweeten the sale because he was like, well, if I'm gonna sell Star Wars, I'm gonna I'm gonna get every fucking penny I can get out of this deal. And so yeah. when he was like, well, I can maximize what I'm gonna get out of this deal is if instead of just selling just Star Wars to Lucasfilm, I also come back and say, hey, I've already arranged like. Uh, I've already talked to all the stars from the original trilogy and have them come back, and I'm going to give you notes for about what the sequel trilogy could be, so you could say, "Oh, hey, we worked off of notes of this." Like he wanted to make this the sale of of, of Disney to uh, of, of Lucasfilm to Disney as, as attractive as possible. So he went to, oh uh, yeah, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and uh, Harrison Ford, and he's the one who actually got them to sign on for the sequels, just as 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 it, it helps sweeten the sale of, of Star Wars, and. It sounds like the deal he struck with them would be, like, they would each get to headline one of the, the, the sequel films, and the, the thin story that he cooked up on a whim just to uh, sweeten the sale of, of, of Star Wars to Disney was, like, yeah, the first film would be all about Han Solo, but then Han Solo would die because Harrison Ford only wanted to come back if he could be killed off at pretty much at the same time. And then the yeah. second film would be about Luke Skywalker, and he would die off. And then the th third film would be all about Carrie Fisher, and it would be, like, she'd be the last person standing, she'd be the person who was, like, fighting this war against the Empire before anyone else, and the last film would be, like, Carrie Fisher's film. It would be the Princess mm -hmm. Leia movie, essentially. And that was a legally binding thing where, like, and then, then of course, they, they Lucas did sell Star Wars, and then Disney inherited all this stuff that Lucas did with, with those actors. And so, yeah, this is one thing that a lot of, not a lot of people notice is that, like, yeah, if, like when the films were released, the, the the headlining, the top billing person in the first movie in The Force Awakens is Harrison Ford. The head the, the headlining actor in the, the Force Awakens did turn out to be Mark Hamill. And even though she was dead before they even started production on this movie, The Rise of Skywalker, Carrie Fisher still gets top billing. And, and mm. like, which is something you never see. Unless it's a movie where, like, maybe the actor was alive for part of the production. So you could say, okay, at least there's some live footage of them in the film. Like, what's his face from The Crow or something like that. You can still get away was saying, okay, well, he's still top billing because at least... But this is the thing where she was her, she was already cremated like a year before they started filming. And so, mm -hmm. like, I wonder if they were just legally obligated with, like, her estate and stuff to still, like, put her... Because you can't, like, if she had been dead at the start, you can't... Like, th there would have been no reason to be able to say, hey, she's the top billed actor if she's just, like, literally just a corpse at the beginning. So I think they may have been legally obligated to have, like... To, yeah, to go back through the deleted scenes and, like... Oh my god, we need to have dead Princess Leia walking around and talking, what are we gonna do? And, yeah, they tried their best, but it still wasn't really good. Well, even, even too, there's some... They have a little flashback where they show, what is it, like, young Luke Skywalker and young Princess Leia? Oh, they Leia. did that bad. <laughs> and they're wearing masks just so they don't have to show their faces for most of it. And then they're fighting, and then they pull up their masks, and it's obviously just, like, photoshopped, like... Yeah, like they, they just took badly. footage from the original trilogy, and like the angles of their faces don't quite line up, and. Mm -hmm. But so yeah, they were kind of yeah. I don't know, but the way the execution on, and also, even that aside from how badly that Princess Leia stuff was done. Well, also I guess that's also why Ray isn't her original costume and haircut from the first film because there's enough footage that they used from her from the Force Awakens. They were like, well, I guess we're gonna have to have to put Daisy Ridley back in her old haircut. In, in uniform, just so it matches up with all this footage we have of her talking to Princess Leia from the first film. Uh, but it's also confusing when... So Princess Leia does die in this movie? And I've 
no one can uh, figure out what happens there. Because it's so... Why? What's your take on what happens there? Why does Princess Leia die? How did you uh, interpret because that? I interpreted it as... Uh, she reached out and said, Hey, Ben, stop. And okay. that took everything out of her. Like it did with... with I, 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 yeah, just like... <laughs> But with then... Luke did where he projected, but she didn't project over herself. So no. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that just saying, "Hey, here's your dead dad," that took all of her power. And but it's, but it's just enough to like, cause she goes like Ben, and then like, cause Kylo Ren's in the middle of fighting uh, yeah. Ray, and then they're like, mm-hmm. he's suddenly like, "Oh no, what's going on?" And that just preserve <laughs> provides enough. <laughs> he of a says, story. "Huh." <laughs> Mom, I'm fighting here. That just provides Mom, that provides just enough of a distraction for Daisy Ridley to stab him through the fucking chest with his own lightsaber. And then she, so, and then, I, what? And then she's like, "Oh, your mom just died." That oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'll, let me fix let me, that for me, you. Let, let me give you a little little magic huggies that'll fi- fix the whole. I hated you so much through this whole thing, but your mom died. I feel bad for you. And so did did. Did Princess Leia intentionally kill herself just to distract her son so she would die too? Did she know that this needed to, like, wow, it's just confusing. And it's so stupid because- And Daisy Ridley was like, why'd you say that name? Why'd you say Martha? <laughs> it's just so confusing, but like, yeah, what exactly is happening in that scene? It's the death of the last character from the, from the original trilogy, and it's just so like- and it's one of those things where, like, in order to clarify what's happening to the audience, because you didn't have Carrie Fisher to actually emote, like, 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 yeah, I guess Carrie Fisher's, like, playing Boggle or something like that, and suddenly she's like, <laughs> oh, I feel weird. And then it cuts to Mask Kanad, and she's like, oh, she's gonna have to do everything, she, she's gonna have to use her last bit of willpower to, to help her son. And then next thing you know, she says, yeah, Ben, and then she dies. And it's just like, what the hell like, happened didn't in the last? Didn't in the last movie she say something like, Ben's gone? Yeah, well, and then she she was the main proponent throughout the first two films of like Ben, ben yeah, her son is irredeemable. Like, well, then, but then she does, and then she in the first one she does go to Han Solo and says, "Hey, if you find our son, you have to try to bring him back." She waffles back and forth as as to whether or not her son can be saved. I don't know. It's just oof a do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did like the special All effect. Right. Of Kylo's wound healing up. I thought that was kind of nice. But yeah, just the mm. death of Princess Leia is just so muddled. That like... And then, and then I guess her corpse just sticks around until Ben dies at the end of the movie. And they, they both disappear. And also they fuck up too. Because if you're going to do the thing where all the all the voices of the dead Jedi are talking to... To... To Rey. As, as she's like laying... Uh, fucked up by Palpatine. Like, why not have hey. Leia's voice should have been in there too? But they, I guess they're trying to keep her the fact that her voice Force Ghost shows up at the end of the movie a secret. But why? Uh. Um, uh, can the Force Ghosts only show up to their apprentice? Why doesn't like Yoda or uh, Qui Gon Jinn or anybody show up to anybody else? At this point, that's the only thing that makes sense because, like, yeah, why? Why doesn't why had. Throughout all these years, did uh, Anakin Skywalker never show up to Kylo Ren to say, hey, knock it off? Obi-Wan's Why? like, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly comprehend. Uh, Luke will be able to see me now and then, yeah. but no one else. Why? Oh, so powerful. <laughs> Why doesn't Yoda ever show up and say, hey, Luke, 
you're although actually if he can still come back why why wasn't he like hey i get i i know where exegol is here's the coordinates go fuck up palpatine like it's just really random as to like what the fourth and also but then i guess also force oh i guess they did show that the force users can fuck up stuff in the real world in the last jedi because you have yoda like he calls down lightning to blow up a tree for no reason and in mm -hmm. this one you have like Ray randomly decides that she's going to give up on life and she crashes she steals Kylo Ren's spaceship and she crash lands it on the island from the last Jedi and she's going to exile herself there I guess like Luke did and then she like whips out her lightsaber and she's going to throw it into the fire of the burning spaceship and then like Luke's ghost catches it and then he said it's totally like one of those things where he's like totally refuting what he did in the last movie where he's like that's no way to show respect to a Jedi's weapon which is that's fucking bullshit because fucking <laughs> he, this is the motherfucker who threw like there's you don't need weapons that's one of the big things about like I mean you need you need a weapon if you're Jedi because you have to fight shit but like this whole thing where Luke's like almost winking at the camera about like now I've learned how to respect my lightsaber I'm not gonna throw it away like I did in the last Jedi it's like no the whole point of the Jedi shit was like you don't fucking need like weapons you should be better than that the best Jedi should need weapons so this whole thing about Luke Skywalker suddenly jerking off about like retrieving his lightsaber is like fuck you JJ Abrams get the fuck out of here this I did like I did like when Kylo Ren got surrounded by the uh the Knights of Ren. Oh yeah, that is. He says he he did he did say, "Boy, I could sure use a lightsaber right now." <laughs> I did when he's a good person. I do like it. Like he also he's trying to go down. It, like I guess because uh, um, Daisy Ridley has already used the elevator. There's no elevator for she has to throw himself down the hole and he lands on the chain. And he goes ow. I thought that was a yeah. nice moment. And the moment where he like he's getting his ass kicked by the Knights of Ren and suddenly like fucking daisy i want to call her princess daisy because we keep on talking princess leia and daisy uh, daisy ridley but like Man, yeah, she why ain't that? the lightsaber to him <laughs> i do like that moment where he does get the lightsaber and he does that like very han solo shoulder shrug and then just proceeds to mm. murder everybody i did like they, it's almost like adam driver's a good actor but what yeah. what's it take for a princess to get turned into a queen around here ah that's a good fucking point because especially i mean to be fair her planet did explode so she has, she has nothing to be a queen of but yeah but yeah, but her if the king and queen died I know, she's exactly. queen now yeah. uh well that's a good point yeah she should be queen yeah i guess she's just, <laughs> that would have been fun is after they blow up all around one of the people turned her and go guess you're queen now <laughs> that's that's the first line they say after the end of star wars after she hands out the medals they all turn mm -hmm. her like i guess you're queen now queen of nothing hey look we found a piece of alderaan dirt I guess it's your house now. Um, well, we've skirted around it long enough. I guess we should complain about her calling herself Skywalker. Yeah. Well, yeah. What the? F what is that even? Wait, why? Oh, why? you mean fucking? What's your name? The... I'm Skywalker. <laughs> this clumsy thing where people throughout the film are like, "What's your last?" No one in the Star Wars universe has ever cared about last names until suddenly everyone in this movie is suddenly like, "What's, no, your, what's name? your last name?" Ray? Ray what? And just, <laughs> okay. like, when people meet Jabba the Hutt, he's like, Jabba the Hutt's like, hey, I'm Jabba the Hutt. And they're like, no, what's your last name? It's the Hutt. Like, especially a little old lady out in the middle of the desert. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, and it's just like... like what is What was that supposed to invoke in me? 
Yeah, that is one of those things where like it's supposed to mean something. Well, like everything, like all the like the all the space, spaceship saving this day, showing up to save the day at the Battle of Exegol. It's one of those things where like I guess this is supposed to be like an inspiring thing, but it doesn't just because it's an empty plot machination. But there's no like emotional drive to it. So. Like, especially, like, her calling herself a Skywalker, she's always had, like, a very... She, her relationship with the Skywalkers in this trilogy are, A, very tenuous, because she's barely known any of these characters, and B, super, like, in battle, because she's, like, her only... Like, the only Skywalker she actually seemed to have an actual connection with was fucking Ben Solo, which makes it even weird that she wanted to take his family name. But, like, she only hung out with Luke for, like, three days, and all they do, they were constantly at, at fucking loggerheads with each other. He was a total fucking dick to her, and then he just dropped dead. I guess he, she, he, she trained longer with Leia, but then, then she's, like, she's not, I mean, you know, from a bloodline perspective, yes, she's a Skywalker, but she's, like, Leia Organa? So it's not like, like, Rey would have a huge connection of the, to the Skywalker name through that? And again, mm -hmm. this whole movie's preoccupation with bloodlines and family names, which the first two movies in this trilogy seem to be bucking, and then suddenly for this movie to loop back around and be like, oh no, it's very important about bloodlines and who, what your family name is. Even though, like, I've seen J.J. Abrams say that, like, the movie is supposed to be about the opposite of that because it's it's about how, like, you can choose your family and that's the whole point of Rey taking the name at the end is, like, her choosing, like, you, you don't have to be stuck with what a bloodline you have. But it's still just, like, still obsessed with, like, oh, but she still has to be part of another family, blood family. Like, it's just, like, let Rey be her. Like, that's, that's the one cool thing this movie trilogy could have done is just, like, it's, like, a Jedi can come from anywhere and a Jedi can just choose their destiny. They don't have to feel obligated to adhere to, like, a bloodline. And, yeah. but this movie, it's just, they fuck up. Like, J.J. Abrams has, like, from an emotional perspective, has no storytelling skills. Like, he he does, he can do some clever plotting and stuff like that, but emotionally speaking, as from a storytelling perspective, it's a fucking mess. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oof, yeah. yeah. The, he did a bad. Yeah, and I guess it's supposed to be a, super emotional that he, she, Ray buries the lightsabers in the wreckage of the like the Luke Skywalker's old family farm even was though the, like, I didn't get what the point of that was yeah like I, Leia has no attachment to that place Leia's never aside from showing up to like help save uh job not save job the hut save Han from job of the hut where she wound up being enslaved anyway and it's not like Luke had a particular affinity for tattoo I mean that's where he grew up but like so yeah, and it's just like because this movie's jerking off so hard over just like Again, just the surface level details. Like, I guess we're supposed to be like, oh, it's like it's almost like a Lady in the Lake moment where she's like she's putting the lightsabers away so someone else, like a century from now, further generations can can get this like this the the, the lightsaber equivalent of Excalibur from the sands beneath Tatooine or something. And yeah, I mean, really, also they sh <laughs> the bones of. The scorched bones of, of, of Luke's aunt and uncle should have still been there. I know it's been like 35 <laughs> years, but it's... I mean, presumably no one else has been around there since then, but... Yeah, one side. Yeah, monkey pants. Yeah. yeah. So, how you guys doing at home? Sorry for subjecting you to this bullshit, but... Yeah. Right. Just, just had, had to close the door. door. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, what else? Hey, Anything else in this? You one? asked you, yeah. you asked people on Twitter their thoughts, and I saw some people respond. You want to get that going? Yeah, let's do this shit. Like, we, yeah, we. Yeah. I, I actually thought to engage with people. 
Yay, we did it. Catherine F. King you know, says she's looking forward to this episode. <laughs> Good for her. Yay. Good for damn. So what else? What do you, what, is that the only one? No, that's it. She's, or even Jonathan Mitchell stopped listening to us. Oh, he okay, specifically good. on Twitter said, "Finally, man! <laughs> I feel bad now. It's about time no, that he... fool got some got some taste." We joke, we joke. We actually got a decent number of responses. Yeah, Jonathan Mitchell says, "I still haven't seen it. It's the only mainline one I haven't seen. Will I ever? Don't do it. Should I ever? You tell me. Which I would be. Curious. Nope. Nah, do you, you don't need to. Do, should we pay him a couple of bucks to listen to this episode without having seen the film and?" And see if it makes any sense whatsoever. I can't imagine if he it has, does. If he has, if he has no, no, I've listened to people talk about it, and I before I saw it. So yeah, God, uh, John from uh, this is all. It's, this is the hard thing about reading Twitter tweets. Is that like, do you just read their name? Do you read their Twitter handle? What do you do? Okay, so this is John at Fawrex. Uh, I always want to describe. He's the little. He's uh, his icon's a little red Indiana Jones, and it says Indy. It's very cute. Uh, John says this movie has one good thing going for it. It brought back Wedge, and Disney made them put in a Star Wars tie-in. I guess because I think it's the the vehicles from Star Tours are part of the fleet at the end of the movie. I'm assuming that's what he's talking about, unless there's some other kind of Star Tours thing in the movie. But John Williams shows up in the movie for ten seconds. He's a bartender at Kajimi, the Snow uh, Planet. Um, mm. but yeah, Wedge. At least yeah. But which, you only get to see him for one shot, and you're just like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Oh, God. What else? Uh, Tone Man says, Ray, I have to tell you something, but not in this movie. I'll explain it in a book that no one will read. <laughs> Dang right, Tony. <laughs> Tone Man, you're right. Tony. So, my boy Tony. not only does Foe and Poe, I won't call him Foe and Pin. Not only does Foe and Pin not to get the fuck, but then fucking Finn gets done dirty. He spends most of this movie just yelling Ray. He really does, because I know it's be kind of become a meme now, but watching this again last night, I was like, man, he really just does spend the whole movie just yelling Ray. Um, especially, like, the scene where Ray's uh, dueling Kylo Ren on the remains of the Death Star, and there's all kinds of crashing waves and stuff. And for some reason, he comes running after it to, like, be like, Ray! Ray! What is he trying to do in that scene? Is he going to warn her about the fact that, like, hey, Ray, you're fighting Kylo Ren. Better watch out know. for that lightsaber. Like, what is she, what is he trying to do? And so, do you, what do you think he was trying to tell her? Because he does this a couple of times throughout the film where he's like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's when they're sinking in the sands. He's like, Ray, I, I never to got to tell you. What do you think it was? He loved her, but then he met another girl and was like, oh, I have <laughs> options. No, what it was. She's like me. Because that's the sensible thing. Because right before you die, you think it's going to be an emotional confession that you want to tell someone. No, according to J.A.G. Abrams, what he meant oh, to... Oh, no. What he was going to make me mad. <laughs> what he wanted to tell Ray was that he's secretly Force-sensitive. Why? That would be like a confession? Mm. You want to emotionally confess to someone? Why he didn't mention this before? Especially if she's like... Like, going to be the start of a whole new Jedi Order? And so that explains why, why for the rest of the movie, he's constantly like, I have a feeling. I We need to go do this. Because I guess he's going to be the start of the next generation of Jedi, I guess. I don't know. What the fuck? Uh, it's fucking confusing. But, like, that is so they weird. They did a bad job. 
That is so, like why put that why why leave that line in the movie because it's legitimately confounding, and yeah, like most everyone assumed because that would be like because well obviously Finn always had a boner for Ray too because like he yeah. he was definitely especially in the first movie he's like you got a boyfriend you got a cute boyfriend, and so you think it's gonna be but no like but why like the logistics of why like <sighs> it's just why would. Like, why would that be a deathbed confession? And why would it be like, why would be that be the first thing he wants to? Like, why didn't he tell her before? And just like, it's just, and also, and hmm, it's just, it's like just legitimately bad storytelling. It hurts my butt. Also, why did they make Poe and 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 Ray be so antagonistic towards each other at the start? Of oh, this you right know away? what? That's a good question. That is a fucking great question. There, th- I think this might be linked back to something that, um. Daisy Ridley, while doing press for this movie, he's she said that there was one development for Ray that J.J. Abrams had written in the script that she objected to, and that she was very happy that J.J. Uh, Abrams did delete from the story. And I don't know what it could be other than the one thing Ray is missing throughout this trilogy is a romantic interest for herself. That's not Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if originally the idea was that she was supposed to be maybe not in a relationship, but she that there, there may be a thing between her and and Poe at the beginning of the film, because that exchange only makes sense in a like, oh, you're just driving me so crazy, but I love you kind of thing, kind of like a Princess Leia Han Solo kind of thing, because they're so exasperated with, with each other from out of the blue, and also Poe is all like, you're our best warrior and you never come out to fight, and she's like, but I'm training, and it's like, of course, like, let her train, you fucking dipshit, and also, what, what good is she supposed to be when she's just sitting in the back hole of the Millennium Falcon, like, this whole adventure that he's upset that she wasn't a part of, it's not like she would have had anything to have to do except for maybe be the gunner and the other uh, gun turret on the falcon so it's just so like yeah that feels and I, I, like that feels like like seemed like they should have deleted like assuming there would have been more of a plot thread of her having uh some kind of thing with i don't know but that's the only thing i can imagine like that 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 would be the only thing that makes that scene make sense in context but because it's jj yeah. abrams he just left part of it in without taking out the rest of it so it's just like this weird lumpy dead end narrative dead end of the film Oh, Chuma, Kupana. Um, what else, Twitter? Uh, just, I don't know who this asshole is. Just Feklar with you. Uh, good old Leland Radburn says, uh, why someone didn't put the hammer down, I didn't think about Thor while writing this, honestly, and say, hey, maybe we should do an MCU thing. Um, you should talk about how this new trilogy needed an actual arc as much as the prequels lacked. At least they had some kind of start, middle, and end. Which, that's... I, yeah. You know, I feel like they had an arc in the second movie. I think they they built off of what was in the first and started uh, an arc. Yeah. And then J.J. came in and said, I don't like the other end of this arc. What if I just piss on it? What if I hit, like, half, half, half hit the reset button? That's one of the things that kills me about this movie is... All, so much of this movie feels... Even though it's the last, quote-unquote, Skywalker saga film, this movie feels like it's killing so much time with all this, like treasure hunt shit that the whole first half of the movie is obsessed with where we gotta find the map we gotta get the dagger and we have to go here and do this which is funny too because also all that is completely undone because the whole first half of the movie is about the heroes trying to find this thingy relic that'll take them to Exegol which Kylo Ren finds and just smashes anyway so mm-hmm. that whole treasure quest and I know you could say the same thing about the, 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 the Last Jedi how 
there's a whole plot thread that ends up going nowhere because all the all the heroes fail and that ends up becoming redundant. But at least that's more tied into the theme of that movie. Like, this feels like a much more cynical. Like, J.J. Abrams didn't know what to do, so he just decided to fill up half the movie with like a like an Indiana Jones style fetch quest because he couldn't come up with another anything else better for the characters to do. And just so fucking lazy. And I, I mean, at the same time, J.J. Abrams was put into a into a real spot because the original person who was supposed to write and direct this movie was Colin Trevorrow. And Colin Trevorrow was the guy who had done uh, the first Jurassic World movie. And he had written, like, a, a whole big draft of the script that he turned in. To, Lucasfilm was like, no, you're fired. Uh, and now we've essentially wasted the first year of development on this film. We have to, we're going to call in J.J. Abrams to replace you. And then, so J.J. Abrams had to create a whole movie with, like, two-thirds of the time he he needed. But still, that doesn't explain what just how... He still could have come up with a better story in a crunch like this. And this just really does show how he this... He did not even come up with a better story, just... Just don't coherent count... coherent story. Just, just don't spend so much time just, like, trying to counteract everything that happened in the last film. Or, like... There's so many unforced narrative errors in this movie they can't, that you can't just even chalk up to, like, oh, well, he was doing it in a rush. Because, like like I said, going out of their way to, like, undo the Luke stuff and the Rose stuff from the, from the last film is just so... And this... <sighs> I hate to say I hate to agree with people, because a lot oh, of the people... Agreeing with people is the worst. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that, that's why I, may, I would make a... Uh, uh, I'd be a terrible, angry YouTube reviewer. But I hate to agree with people who say that this trilogy definitely needed, like, a Kevin Feige-type creative person overlooking it, but it definitely did. Well, and also a lot of people who say that, they're under the mistaken impression that Lucas had a plan for the original uh, six films that he made going into mm -hmm. those. And no, he didn't. He made up those movies more or less on the spot. And so... But at least... He had a consistent vision between all the films, even though that consist that consistent vision was off often terrible. And also, he let himself. He was the only person making those films, and so like up until Disney started making Star Wars movies, every Star Wars movie would take about three years from start to finish to make, and that was with the same creative team between, well, not all the films, but at least all the films within the first trilogy and then within the prequel trilogy. With this, Disney was so hell-bent on cranking out Star Wars movies so quickly after they bought Star Wars that, like, I think it was only, like, from the moment they announced they bought Star Wars to when The, when the Force Awakens was supposed to come out, that was three years, and that was even before they hired anybody. Like, like so it was technically the same amount of time that it took to make it a previous Star Wars movie, but technically a lot less because... At least Lucas, when, like, it took him, like, three years to make Return of the Jedi, at least he already, like, he was the he was the writer. Like, he already had directors in place. Like, so they could already just start work on the actual story and actually the making of the film. With Disney, it's taking three years to make one of these movies, especially The Force Awakens. Like, part of that three years was just finding the basic crew. So, like, it took a year just to find the crew to make the movie. And so that crew only had two years to actually write a script, film it, and get it done in theaters. And so you wind up with a story that's super rushed. That's why The Force Awakens came in super hot. Because they barely had any time to get that film done. And they had absolutely no time to come up with an overarching plot for the entire trilogy. On top of the fact that, like, they were so aggressively scheduling the release of these films that it didn't allow for, uh... uh 
the same person to work on all three films because they wanted only two years in between the trilogy films, which meant that as J.J. Abrams was in the middle of making The Force Awakens, there needed to be another person to step in and start work on The Last Jedi, which is that's why they got Ryan Johnson rather than just letting J.J. Abrams direct the, the, the next one after The Force Awakens. And that meant they were going to need a third person to work on the third one, because essentially all three of those people would have been working on their individual films at the same time. It didn't work out that way because people got canned and shit like that. But but that just meant, and, and, and especially all that going on without like anyone overseeing it creatively. I know Kathleen Kennedy, she's the producer of all these films, but she's not a creative person. She's just a film producer where she's in charge of like budgeting and stuff like that. And that's why also a lot of dipshits get confused with they think that Kathleen Kennedy is like supposed to be the. She, they think they blame her. They think she's the one coming up with these stories. No, she's not a writer. She's just the yeah. person who just writes the checks to get these movies made. But they needed someone to step in. A, they needed to give everyone time, like a full three years to make each film, not two. And they needed someone to oversee the. So like, there would be consistently, like, yeah, it's just. And they didn't do that. It's just a fucking mess. And especially on this movie, because I like. Kevin Feige with with the MCU movies, at least he's already already working with stories that pre-exist and characters that pre-exist, and he's just like going through the archives and being like, okay, I want to do this Wolverine story, except we're gonna change it to be a little bit like this. With the Star Wars stuff, there's no, I mean, there's pre-existing films, but like he's not adapting previously existing content to make the movies. Like for the sequel trilogy, like this was a story that had to be cooked up from scratch. And so there mm -hmm. needed to be extra care into how it's being put together and to make sure all three films t are telling a unified, cohesive story. And there was no attempt to do that. And the end result is this disjointed mess where all the whole story is at war with itself. And so it's my long-winded way of saying I agree with Leland. <laughs> there needed to be yeah. an actual arc and some, some kind of plan at the start, even if it wasn't even the thinnest... Just even just a mission statement of like, okay, this is going to be the theme of this trilogy, even if it's not a plot ahead of time. But yeah. oh my god, yeah, Peter Sabalba, Sabalba. I'm assuming it's Peter Kabulba, Kabula, Sibula. I'm sorry, I'm so confused. <laughs> Your last name sounds like Sabalba. Uh, he says, how about the movie turning its back on everything interesting in the, in the Last Jedi, like Force powers not being tied to super powerful Force families? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And people that's that's weird too, like seeing so many fans who were upset at the last Jedi. Granted, Last Jedi is a mess and it definitely has its problems. But like a lot of fans got upset at the idea that like people with force powers could come from anywhere? Like no, that's that makes sense. It's not like so the people I I guess because in the expanded universe from like the old Star Wars expanded universe really sold the idea that like you kind of have to be a Skywalker or something in order to be force, to, to be force sensitive, and it's like no, like, ah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, Greg Knight says, "Move over, food fight." <laughs> Which, I mean, in that episode, in that this episode is following food fight. Sure, God, food fight. That fucking movie. And Keegan, Mister Yellowface guy, who got me my PlayStation Five, which I'm still using. Man, the last. Or like a dragon is still so good as meatball kiss. That's great. Uh, Keegan says it's bad, which you're you're true. Yeah, you're right. James Ratcliffe says 
uh, Rise of Skywalker felt like someone fed an al- fed an AI the complete works of Shakespeare and every existing uh, issue of Axe Cop, the comic, told it to write a story about outer space and then deleted the fun parts. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Fucking, that's an insult to Shakespeare, though. Who for do? At least mm. Shakespeare wouldn't write, wouldn't have a character say straight-facedly, they, they sold you to protect you. What the fuck does that make any sense? Oh. And lastly, uh, Daryl Bartley, in, in reaction to our call for people to give us our their complaints about the Rise of Skywalker, he just posted the meme picture of the seagull just inhaling to yell. So that's very yeah. cute. But yeah, so that's that's feedback from our listeners about the, the Rise of Skywalker. Man, now I have to poop again. When I get so sad about stuff, my bowels just unclench and just... Uh, yeah. It's they not good. Bad. They did a bad. They did a bad. Well, I'm glad to see you didn't hate it as much as Revenge of the Jedi. Well, that's... Like, these movies are all relative. It's like, again, I don't want to make it sound like Revenge of the Sith is like anything close to the worst movie ever made. But yeah, as a hardcore Star Wars fan, it's just... Yeah. No, it's not good. It's not good. But... It's, an, it's, it's, it's a bad movie. It is like, like, just even like, regardless of its connection to other Star Wars stuff. I mean, there is a monkey that fixes Ray's helmet or uh, Kylo Ren's helmet. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, there's the movie. I, I, everyone loves. It seems to unabashedly love Babu Frick. Like, like Babu mm. Frick is cute, and I love Don't. the I love the logic that like a droid smith would be like this little person because of course they would be able to get in and do a little fussy work because they've got tiny hands of course they would be really good at fixing droids i like that the guy who killed ray's parents name sounds like a japanese dessert <laughs> got cool. ochi of bestoon or whatever the fuck uh-huh. yeah he's got like little ochi. butthole eyes and just like i fucking hate right mas Kanata. i just want to drop kick or prune face she's so stupid <laughs> Uh, BB, oh yeah, I forgot, they, they, they come up with, like, just, just to sell more toys, they come up with, like, a new robot buddy for BB-8 named Dio. Like, I like that design, it almost seems like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 robot, where he's, like, like got a little cone face and his body's just a wheel. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm scanning through the movie now, just trying to think if there's anything I forgot, but I don't think so. It's just... Nah. Oh, my mud butt. Yeah, nothing about it's... this, it's just... Even the soundtrack's not good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a huge John Williams fan, and it's just like a lot of just... Well, they probably didn't give him enough time. Yeah, well, and that's supposedly they were doing reshoots until the very last minute of this movie. And so, Williams is like, I don't think his scores for the prequels are are, are that consistently good. He's written some great, like, melodies. Like, man, that mm-hmm. the romance theme from uh, Attack of the Clones is fucking... Attack of the Clones is my, well, used to be my most hated Star Wars film until right, right the Skywalker hit. But his romance theme for uh, Attack of the Clones is beautiful. I still think his um, uh, theme for uh, Rey is an all-time banger. But, like, yeah, even the, s- the score for this movie is not necessarily that fantastic. And Yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's, that's, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, there's nothing really, yeah. Don't want to spend the rest of my life bitching about this film. But yeah, that's that's awful, April. I feel bad for using it as an agenda thing where I'm just striking back against two Disney movies that... Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is that, like... Well, it's fine because you you didn't get to do your 
podcast that you usually did after watching a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. For this one because everybody was so defeated by it. It was that. You that didn't want to bother. That is the. Because, yeah, there was the whole thing about how, yeah, I would record a podcast with friends about, like, after every new Star Wars Disney thing came out. And this was so bad that we couldn't even get the energy to talk because it was just so, like, uh, not even angry, but just, yeah, just disappointed and just done with Star Wars. And granted, it's been nice that the Mandalorian's been pretty good, and hopefully other stuff in the future with Star Wars will be pretty good. But yeah, the Rise of Skywalker was—they really just shit the bed. Like that's—I mean, granted, the prequels taught me to ignore the parts of Star Wars that I don't like, so I can still enjoy the original films. So it's not like I'm super worried about like, oh my god, this movie's besmirching the legacy of Han, Luke, and Leia. But it's still just like, man. That's the best, with all that money and effort that Disney could throw at this thing, that's the best thing they can come up with. And this is the, I meant to, thinking about Tomorrowland too, the one funny thing. The, actually, it's the one thing that actually ties this and Tomorrowland together was uh, <coughs> Kathleen Kennedy's first choice for a writer and director of the Star Wars, pre, uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy was Brad Bird. But Brad Bird was too busy with Tomorrowland to make The Force Awakens. And so that's why she went with her second pick, J.J. Abrams and... So that's even more reason to want to strangle the shit out of Tomorrowland is that I think God knows what Brad Bird would have done with Star Wars with his weird like let special people be special shit if he, if the special people in question were Jedi Knights. God knows how weird that would have gotten, but he would have undoubtedly made better films uh, than J.J. Abrams in the yeah. Star Wars trilogy. But... Yeah. Oh, yeah, well. So, so yeah. what are we doing next? Uh, next we're gonna we recorded it fifty years ago. Okay, yeah, that's upload, what I was wondering. Okay. Uh, Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Bloop 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 bloop. bloop we're bloop, coming bloop, at you bloop. with that hot Kirk Kirk Douglas action. God, we did record that like two months ago. <laughs> um, which, yeah, I was gonna add. Oh, uh, this is inside baseball talk. Did you want to record next week or, or like? Did you want to yeah, d- yeah, build yeah, up yeah. a little? Okay, so. I will, yeah, and I, like I said, I think we're going to do X-Men, so I'll send you a copy of that X-Men comic mm. we're going to talk about, okay. so. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Good. So that's that. I think we've, I mean, we could keep bitching about it for ages, but I think we've done enough I like about you, this I, thing. I, I am happy that, like, all your problems with the movie are pretty much, like, it's not like, like, yeah, like, the, the problems in this movie are so self-apparent, it's not like, yeah, you, you picked up on everything I had an issue with, so. That's good, yeah. <laughs> the end. We're done the forever. Yeah. Oh god! So this yeah. is Tired of the Party podcast. I was just on an oh, episode right, of Rich Knots where I pimped us. Yeah. So Marjorie yeah. on Twitter, the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter, Tardy Podcast on Twitter, TardyPodcast.com. Uh, thank you guys got, for feedback you, about this. You got piece. all. You got all the feedback in. Yeah, I just refreshed okay. it just to make sure I didn't miss anything. But yeah. Okay. Good. Um. Yeah, that was that was a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Next, next awful April, we'll get ne- back to talking about Neil Breen or what the fuck. Now the only Star Wars movie I'm missing is Solo, so I guess at Ooh. some point maybe. Solo's not, it's Solo's not good, but it's not like tragically bad. It's got yeah. Amelia Clark, and even though she's a terrible actress, she's got a fun personality. Mm. Yeah, so That's can't be that bad. Well, I guess uh, we're defeated, so at least April's <laughs> over. Like, this is the end of Rocky Horror, where I, everyone's I fucked up and defeated. After, <laughs> I like... feel more defeated after this than I did with Food Fight. Really? Wow, okay. Yeah, I feel I like think we're... It, well, Food Fight, I was expected it to be trash. I wasn't... 
I was hoping I wouldn't hate this as much, or not hate this, is, but be yeah, just as much as yeah. everybody else was. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad to say at least it's not your worst Star Wars film. No. Oh no, it's not. It's it's. Wait, you said out right. of the main out of the main films. No, it's you not said this is favorite. better than yeah. Right, this is better than all the prequels. Everyone in the prequel. Yes. I would. I would argue again. I think this is the if, worst. If one, you but... gave me a if you gave me a selection of the prequel films to watch or this, I'd watch this again. Oh, okay. Okay. It looks pretty. The... Technically, it's on special effects, nice, but yeah. 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 Okay, we're gonna let you guys go then. We'll be back okay. next week when we start our normal. Oh, also, back. I just checked. Disney through the decades is still not back up on Disney Plus. I'm sure yeah. if you have the link to the collection, it's still up. But yeah, on, on the Disney Plus app, at least it's still. Yeah. Yeah. Now they've course. replaced it. Like they are changing it like every other week. But now it's like, oh, it's yeah, whatever. But yeah. Yeah. But, whatever. Yeah. Next week, all you need to know it's twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Mm-hmm. All right. Get the fuck out of here, everybody. Still my pop culture whole spell on whatever. Adios. Do we do the thing of, Daniel, mm. what's your last name? How do you make it? Like, I'm trying to even think. How do you workshop? Oh, God. There's nothing. There's nothing here. Like, there's, there's the I, here. I'm Ray Skywalker. Unless, because the ending kind of insinuates the only choose a Skywalker because at the moment. They were the watching old, her. You better yeah, say Skywalker. Yeah. Well, she turns around and she sees, like, the ghost of Luke and Leia there, which I guess that's the reason why they didn't have Leia like say anything while she was fighting Palpatine so you could see the force ghost of Leia as a surprise and so I like the idea if they hadn't shown up she would have just been like my name's Ray Ray old woman because you're, you're the only other thing I see here so I just my last name is gonna be whatever I see in the room like yeah my name is Ray Ray water evaporator like <laughs> god I hate this fucking movie okay I'm done yeah adios kaboom <laughs>